this is not about the tools. This is about the whole answer that we are giving people. Clients don't really care what plugins you have on your site. All they need to know is where they want to go. What problems do they have on their end with their own clients that I can help them solve? Welcome to episode 11 of season six of Live in the Feast. I'm Jason, AKA Rez, helping you grow your business by having a conversation with someone who's been there, had success, and built the business designed around the life that they want to live. That's Live in the Feast. If this is your first time listening, where have you been? I want you to go ahead and hit that subscribe button so that you get notified every time a new episode drops. Live in the Feast is in your podcast app of choice. And if it's not, let me know and I'll get it there. If you've heard the show before, leave us a review on iTunes or drop us a comment in Breaker or CastBox. Today's co-host is Moore Cohen. Moore is the founder and creator of FlixFrame. Moore is a branding and web designer with over 20 years of experience. She's now focused on educating web developers and digital marketers on how to master design so that they can charge more for their products or services. Moore and I have been in various online communities over the years for quite some time. And she and I advocate much of the same thing when it comes down to helping developers, designers, and others on building sustainable businesses. I'm excited to share this conversation with you because Moore is a designer and much like that of another guest this season, Chris Doe on episode three, she teaches the art of building client relationships so that you could charge for the end result of the solution to your clients, not the pixels or code that you put on the screen. In this episode, we dive into Instead of educating your clients, because ultimately they don't care anyway, talk to them about how the end result of what it is that you will be doing for them helps them and their customers. We're also going to talk about how talking about budget reduces wasting time for you and your leads and how confidence plays a critical role in your pricing. Just in case you are the type to not finish a podcast, you might be interested to stick around for a little while, just until the end. Just saying. I think you're going to love this conversation between Moore and myself. So now let me shut up and let's dive in. Hey, Feasters, welcome to another episode of Live in the Feast. I am super excited to be talking with Moore Cohen. Welcome, Moore. Hi, thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here. Um, it's funny, we, before we jumped on, it, it, it's funny how you like have these conversations with people and, and you cross paths in groups and forums and all sorts of communities online and all text-based and then you don't get that one-on-one conversation like you know hey let's pick up the phone and chat until until a podcast right so uh i'm super excited to finally connect at that at this level um because you know we've been both been doing this for quite some time and that's why we are out there helping other people right 
Yes, absolutely. And I, I agree with you. There's nothing like a one-on-one conversation. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I always like to ask this question because I think oftentimes sums everything up nicely um, because we do these things like sharing our experience, sharing our stories, trying to help you know, what a lot of people say are our competitors, right? Design, other designers and developers. Whereas I always look at it, everybody's like a colleague, right? So if I can help somebody get over a hurdle, I like to do that. And uh, you as well. I mean, I see the, how you contribute to so many awesome communities out there and sharing your wealth of experience and your knowledge, uh, not just what you do on your website for your courses and memberships and things of that nature, but also, you know, just in the community. Right. Um, So I always like to ask this question is, is what is your defining moment in life so far? Hmm. Um, I think, well, there are two major things. I think the first time that I discovered that helping a client and you know, charging them and, you know, getting paid for my work is really not about the number of pages that, you know, I build for them or the one logo or, you know, anything in particular. It's about my experience and expertise. And it's about my ability to solve a problem that they have. And not all problems are the same. Each client has um, different problems where they require different solutions. And when I discovered um, kind of early on that this is where my worth is, I think it just um, eliminated this whole phase that I see other people um, going through where they price their work according to you know, the hours that it takes them to build a website or the number Mm. of pages or the this or that functionality when really it should be about the end result. So you said you found this early on in your career. Mm -hmm. How early was that? Um, Fairly early. I started as a graphic designer before there were uh, no, not not really before there was internet, but uh, <laughs> right at the beginning. Um, and I did a lot of, uh, you know, it was the IPO uh, golden era. And I, I did a lot of perspectives and a lot of PowerPoints and a lot of stuff that helped um, people get money from venture capitalists and mm-hmm. figured out really early on that this is not about the number of slides in the presentation or the number of pages or the images in the perspectives that this is about, you know, what are they going to get from me that will help them get where they want to go. So that, that was a shift really early on. Mm. So was that something that just occurred to you or was it in a, like, did you read something? I mean, cause I feel like a lot of people struggle with this. Like they don't have that aha moment right. until they're, they either fall down over themselves or somebody basically bludgeons them. Right. Uh, most people do. And, you know, you've mentioned, you know, m- me helping in communities. Um, this is one of the things I talk about a lot, that this this is not about the tools. This is not about the number of pages or the fonts or this is about the whole answer that we are giving people. And I think it it did occur to me, um, 
naturally. Uh, I think one day I just kind of sat down and said, well, wait a minute, it doesn't really matter if the presentation has 20 slides or 50 slides. Um, what information are, am I helping my client convey in a way that will help them get to where they want to go? Mm, yeah, that's awesome. So once you realize that and once you kind of went, got over the hump, if you will, uh, how has that changed essentially the communication level in which you have with both leads and clients? Um, I think that when you come from a place of providing solution and not um, necessarily educating clients, because clients don't really care if you use Elementor or Beaver Builder, um, if you are, you know, what plugins you have on your site, um, they don't care. All they mm -hmm. need to know is where they want to go, what problems do they have on their end with their own clients that I can help them solve. And if I, you know, approach everything from that point of view, it makes it easier for everyone. Yeah, no, well said. Absolutely. I mean, I think a lot of times, I mean, and it's something that I, I feel like I do, I do some level of education, but I always try to come with that education to at least set the tone of what the solution is going to be for their problem. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people struggle with, it. and I'm curious on your experience on this, but like what I find is, and I struggled with it, with this as well is still being able to say, okay, I know that this is worth $10,000. Even if it's just for argument's sake, it's three lines of code. Mm -hmm. I know that this is going to affect your business in this way. How do you approach it to a client to essentially say, hey, look, um, I'm going to charge you $5,000 for this thing that's only going to take me an hour's worth of work? Oh, well, <laughs> it's going to take me an hour because I've spent 20 years learning how to do it in an hour. Perfect. Yeah. So <laughs> uh, Perfect. it has nothing to do with how much time um, I spend. It has everything to do with my experience and my expertise. And honestly, I don't want to sound kind of harsh, but clients that focus on, you know, how much they're spending and if they can get the same thing from someone else. Uh, first of all, I don't think that they can get the same thing from someone else because that person will not be me. So <laughs> I know it sounds kind of, you love know, that. yeah, that's awesome. I love that. It's true. Um, so I'm sure they can get some sort of solution uh, someplace else and maybe it will be cheaper, but is it going to be the solution that they need that only I can provide for them? Um, so, you know, I don't audition <laughs> for projects. Um, mm -hmm. I mostly, I get people approach me unless there's something that I feel like I really, really, really want to do. And then uh, I go after it, um, you know, some special project, but I get people approach me and I expect them to do their due diligence and know who I am and what I'm doing and what I'm capable of doing. So I have very little discussions about pricing, to be honest. Mm. All right. Let's just jump on that right there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so do you convey your prices right up front, right on your website before the... Um, yeah. The question of budget comes up fairly 
early, um, but only after I figure, you know, I figure out if I'm interested in the project and if the client and I kind of jive and we speak the same language. And um, I do ask about budget because I think not asking about budget is really, we're not helping the client by not talking about money. Um, we're wasting their time. Not only we're we wasting our own time, but we are wasting their time uh, and their energy. And if they don't have the budget that we feel is needed to get their project done the right way, then, you know, we wish them well and we thank them for, you know, approaching us. But there's no reason for us to say, well, in that case, let me charge you less because, the solution will still be the same mm-hmm. that we, you know, we offered at first. So I, yes, I do come into the question of budget right away. Yeah. What do you say to the the young developer mm-hmm. or the young designer that says, I don't want to put my pricing on my website or talk about budget because I feel that, that it pigeonholes me. You know, you don't, maybe you don't need to put like a precise amount, but you definitely need to put in a range. Um, because that will eliminate so much time wasting on both, you know, the designer or developer part and also from the client's perspective, because they wouldn't approach you if they know in advance that there's no way that they can afford your services. Mm. You know, so you do want to get them engaged in a conversation as soon as possible, but you definitely, it's kind of a boundary thing right. uh, where you put that in but you still keep the door open. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much what I've done from my experience is I've put my pricing on my website, not on my website, put ballpark figures, things of that nature, like starting at X dollars and just to kind of see what the reaction is. And, and each and every single time, because I mean, and I can only speak from my own experience and maybe, maybe you can add to this too. If you've, if you've tried this sort of thing is, is each and every time that I waver or I guess get more vague about my pricing, it's like the floodgates open up for bad leads. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. It's like if I put in a specific price, a hard line price, then okay, good leads are coming through. Mm-hmm. If I put a ballpark figure in there, it's like, okay, it's a, a mixture of bad and good. And then if I put just starting at something, it's just like, all of a sudden, it's just like opened up a floodgate (laughs) somewhere. Right. But, you know, it depends on um, what stage of the career this person is. If they're just starting out, you know, obviously they are eager to get experience and maybe, you know, don't think that they can charge as much as they should. Um, That's okay. Then you put a range and then you filter out you know, the clients that way. But definitely when you get to a point where you don't have to take just every project, then you definitely need to be a lot more, a lot clearer and a lot more decisive about your pricing. What I love about what Moore is saying here about prices and displaying them on your website is because, well, I didn't do that in the beginning and I found myself stuck in this rut 
That rut was made because I was wasting time with tire kickers who would pick my brain for hours on end on a call and then have me go ahead and build out this proposal, right? This long proposal only for them not to buy in the end. They had no intentions on doing so. They just wanted to pick my brain. Moore also shared how important it is to stand by your pricing. I lowered my prices at times in the beginning because I needed work. I wasn't closing it, so I needed work. How did I close that work? By lowering my prices. See how all of this stuff is connected? By doing so, I found myself working with people who just looked at me as a pair of hands on a keyboard and didn't respect the value of the work that I was providing for them. Pricing and how you stand by them is such a critical component to a sustainable and profitable business. So important that it's what Feast is all about. Inside of Feast, you'll have access to everything you need to be able to build your ideal client, not based around demographics, but based on you, your personality, your skills, and the potential market that awaits you as the go-to person. If you want worksheets and exercises and the ability to create that ideal client so that then you can become the go-to resource and charge what you're worth, head on over to feastacademy.com today. As a member, you'll get the processes and templates to not only figure out your ideal client and the services that you can provide to them, you'll also learn how to figure out the price to put on those services that makes it a complete no-brainer for the lead to sign up with you. This is why I wanna invite you to check out Feast. By using the code CONFIDENCE, you can get your first month for only $20. Feast is the community and resource hub for developers and designers ready to get off that project searching hamster wheel and actually run the business that they set out to build. Feast helps position you in the market with what you do, who you help, and helps you build the processes and systems for client management, sales, marketing, delivery, and of course, pricing. Your business isn't the same as everyone else's. I get that. So when you become a member of Feast, you get personalized guidance from myself. It is essential for me to meet you where you are and make sure that you are getting the exact tools so that you don't get lost in the shuffle. The moment you sign up, we're going to have a chat. Yes, we are. So that I can create a custom syllabus of resources inside of Feast to meet you where you are. If you want to stop chasing down that next project all the time so that you can start living your life, go to feastacademy.com and use the code CONFIDENCE at checkout and your first month is just $20. So we had Vito Peleg on mm-hmm. a previous episode, the same season. And he, he shared that he, it was all a mindset for him, like where he felt like he was providing a certain value and this is what I want to charge for that value. Absolutely. And this is when he was starting out even like, and he was helping his team members also kind of suss through this a little bit. And he shared a story where he told his, his friend to say, yeah, charge $300 for that or $3,000 for, it, I think it was. And his friend did it, wound up getting a job, 
And then he came, his friend came back to him and said, well, why did you charge $3,000 for it? He goes, I don't know. I just threw a number out. <laughs> you believed that it was worth $3,000 yes. and the client believed that as well. So yes. I love that story because it's like, even in starting out and yes, it's difficult. Like if you are just starting or you're transitioning from full-time into your own business, starting out pricing, you're like, Hey, what do they charge per hour for the stuff that I do? Uh, on Upwork and all these other sites. But I would encourage you to take a step back while you have to kind of gauge the market a little bit, um, but take a step back and and try to believe in it. Mm-hmm. Like throw the number and see if it sticks to the wall, right? And keep doing that and see what happens. If you start getting pushback where you're not closing deals because you're too high, okay, then maybe take a step back, right? And I've heard all other people do a little bit of this sort of pricing strategy when starting out as well, because, you know, sometimes you do have to kind of just, while there's an education there or an educated guess at what somebody might pay for this, hey, if I want to jump from $2,000 websites to $5,000 websites and then 5,000 to 10,000, and it's really just my experience and time that I've put into my learning to do this. Sometimes you just have to say, I'm going to charge this on the next lead. Mm-hmm. It could be the same work, but the next lead is getting this charge. Um, what sort of pricing strategies have you implored over the course of your career that that may be a little out of the box, if you will? Uh-huh. Um, I think that being able to price my work went hand in hand with my confidence. And what I mean by that is that if I am absolutely confident that I can provide the best solution out there, the way I will convey my pricing or write my proposal or have a conversation with the prospective client comes from a place of confidence. And I think it's really uh, a huge thing in our interaction with clients because clients start micromanaging and they start questioning and they start, you know, uh, being suspicious of our ability when we are not confident in what we do. Mm. It kind of projects onto them. So if you, you know, if, if you are someone who has confidence in what you do, you know what you're doing, you know how to do it. And this shines through your interaction. And when you get there, then there is very little discussion about pricing. Hmm, Interesting. It's an inner dialogue that we have with ourselves. You know, um, you know, I have a, a course out and the reason I created it is because I used to do a lot of white label work for agencies and, you know, digital marketers. And mm-hmm. most of the conversations that I would have with them revolved around them not knowing what they were doing as far as the design process. And it was overwhelming to them and they felt inexperienced and they felt like they don't know how to get started each and every project. And it kind of, you know, trickled down to their level of confidence and them feeling secure in their ability to do and deliver a solution. So, my whole thing about why I like to help people and my course and, you know, my participation in, in forums and groups is about telling people they can 
get a lot more confident and secure in what they do. And when they do that, it's magic how they're able to charge uh, a lot more Mm. and book more work. Mm. Yes. It's like a switch flips one day. Right. Yeah. I mean, and and I think that that's it's interesting that you said that because it's it's instilling that confidence on the client that you know what you're doing, and the client then feels comfortable to say, okay, there's a process here, there's an expertise here, there's a knowledge base here, um, and they know what they're doing, right? Yes. And if, even if you just you know take a step back in your own buying habits, dear listener, that you know, how do you feel? When you go into a place where it's a little sketchy, mm-hmm. you know, maybe you're buying a TV and you're, you know, you're in New York City and you go into one of those shrink wrap or us <laughs> page, you know, stores and you're like, why is this TV like, uh, I mean, it's a little sketchy. So you're not really sure if it's Samsung or Samsung, right? right. Like, and so having that confidence to know exactly your process and what you do for your clients is, I think, imperative. And I want to first call out design class is Mm -hmm. the name of the course. Um, And Moore was gracious enough to, uh, if you use the code RES20 at checkout, you can get 20% off. Um, So thank you for that. My pleasure. Um, I appreciate that. And, And I know that the listeners appreciate that as well. So one of the things that you mention and I, and I think that this is this is so great because your class talks about it's a design focus course right yes. for marketers and developers and those people that aren't necessarily of the design background um, but you essentially call out saying that through your transformation of this course you're going to be able to charge more is part of that instilling that confidence in them or, or giving them that process Absolutely. Um, I do have a lot of developers and digital marketers, but surprisingly enough, it was surprising to me too that I also have many students who are experienced designers, um, but they don't have the processes in place. So, you know, designers can create what they create, but they come back to me and say, well, now I understand why. And for developers, uh, they completely lack any confidence in their ability to do any design. And they said, well, you know, I'm a developer. I only care about functionality and, you know, everything else is secondary. And I know you're a developer too, so I'm going to mm-hmm. say this uh, gently. Um, <laughs> it's all right. I can handle it. <laughs> being able to excel in providing functionality is amazing. You know, um, As someone who can do some CSS, but I cannot comprehend, you know, PHP or anything even, you know, more complex than that. If you don't provide the framework for this functionality to be used, then, you know, what are we really doing here? And I'm not saying that one is more important than the other, but they do go, you know, design and development do go hand in hand. And what I mean is that if you, if we don't guide the visitor to a site through the story that we are telling, if we are not telling them, uh, okay, at this point, you need to click this button because you need to book a call or to buy a product or to download um, a lead magnet or whatever it is that we want them to do. If we don't guide them through that process, then they don't even get to experience the wonderful functionality that you build at the back end. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. 
because they, they don't know to click the button. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you don't design the site in a way that kind of walks people through the process of the information that you want to convey to them, you know, then, you know, we're, we're kind of missing the whole point of the website. It's not just there to take up pixels. Um, there is a reason why we build a website. Um, and, you know, it, it's different with each project that we do, but there's usually a reason for it. Um, and we, and whatever we do design and functionality, it's kind of, this is the reason why we do this. Yeah. I mean, to your point, I mean, there, there's like, as a developer, I know what looks good. I don't know how to get it there. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Um, and for me, you know, much like yourself, I mean, I started in the mid to late nineties, my career, and I went through that startup dot com explosion and mm-hmm. then implosion and all and there was this sort of uh i don't want to say divide but i'm going to say the divide between developers and designers and there was always this kind of push and pull kind of thing happening where it was like where do we spend the money right do we spend it on the functionality do we spend it on the design and what's nice about seeing and reflecting back on it over the past 20 years or so um I feel like finally there's like a marriage, like there's an mm-hmm. understanding that you need both. Yes. Right? If you want to, one, charge better prices, give your clients the best solution possible, you have to figure out a way in which to marry the two. You can't just do great design work without the great development behind it. Um, you're just going to fall flat and yes. it's going to be a half half-assed project, right? Yes. So I love what you're saying there Um, because yes, I mean, for a long time, I was like, hey, I'm just a developer. I make things click. (laughs) However you want it, whatever color you want it, wherever you want it on the page, that's not my job. Right. But while it may not be my job, it's still, I still have to come to the client because it goes back to what you were saying before is the client doesn't care how you get there. They just want you to get there. Exactly. Right? And so you have to come together with all of those, all of those things together. Okay. I have to ask inside the description that you had for the, have for the class, you have access to my toolbox, mm-hmm. my secret toolbox, <laughs> if you will. Okay. Just what's one thing inside that toolbox? Well, um, you know, people who are not, you know, designers usually don't have access to Photoshop or Illustrator or, you know, any of the other tools that designers have and take kind of for granted. So I have several tools that I do use on a daily basis to come up with colors, to understand, um, to make sure that I am meeting the client's expectations uh, by understanding their brand. And I have to tell you, the first thing that I teach and the first thing that I do uh, with each and every project, even after all these years, before I install WordPress, before there's anything uh, done as far as the actual work, is I dive really deep into understanding the client, understanding their brand, um, who they're talking to, who their clients are, um, what is the message that they are trying to convey because if we don't understand that you know i know for myself if i don't really dive as deep as possible into it i don't know where to start the design mm-hmm. you know really having the knowledge um is 
so super important um, for the whole process. So before, you know, I touch my mouse, <laughs> before I mm -hmm. do anything, I really dive deep. And please, no one do this uh, deep diving without charging. So <laughs> this is... <laughs> This is a built-in. It's 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 a mandatory part of the project. It's not, uh, you know, can we have a discovery phase? No, the discovery phase is a part of the project because if I don't have that, I don't know how to build you the solution if I don't understand the problem. Mm, yeah, no, absolutely. So, uh, for example, I do share with my students a very extensive. Uh, intake form that I use for my own clients. Um, and I talk about this a lot, how to use it and how to extract the information that we need and convert the words into design, essentially. Mm, I love that. So, you know, this is, this is really the foundation, but, you know, I have a ton of resources that I share as far as, you know, the spacing um, of elements on the page. Um, how do you choose and pair fonts? Um, you know, how do you know what goes with what? Um, there are tools available online, um, free, <laughs> that you uh, people can use if they know how to use them and if they know how to implement the information that they can gather. Mm. And, you know, that's, that's a huge part of what I teach is that the information is there. You just need to know the process, you know, the A to Z, how to implement it into your workflow. Awesome. Well, so many people struggle with that. Yes. And I, I'm so glad that you mentioned charging for that discovery phase. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I fell victim to this too early on too, is like, instead of treating that as a paid engagement, you put that as a part of your sales process and you're spending hours and hours on the phone with them, diving deep into their you know, business, come up with the proposal and then nothing happens. Exactly. Now you just gave all of your experience and knowledge uh, essentially for free. Exactly. And again, people say, well, I don't know how long the discovery is going to last. Um, I don't know how to charge for it. So again, you don't charge for how long. The how long is irrelevant here. You charge for your ability to understand what the client is telling you. Mm. Awesome. So it could take two hours. It could take two days or a week. It doesn't matter. You charge for your ability to kind of decipher their words and translate it into a solution that they need. I like that. And listener, if you want in on this, it's designclass.io. Um, I'll link everything up in the show notes. You can use res, that's with three Z's, 20 at checkout for 20% off. Um, but if you write a review on the show and screenshot that and send it to me and mention more for the first two people that do that, I'm going to buy you your access to the course. Wow. So there's your opportunity. That's very generous. So you're going to get Moore's, Moore's knowledge on my dime. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, you know, uh, it's, it's, um, I, I come to the whole teaching thing from a lot of compassion because I understand you know, the bewilderment and the deer in the headlight look that a lot of developers or digital marketers get when they book a project and they sit in front of the computer and they don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. um, and they spend so much unnecessary time and effort and anxiety 
over this and they second guess every decision that they make. Well, maybe not that font, maybe this font, maybe not that color, that the other color. And, you know, how do I know that this works? And if you have, even if you have, um, not every project have, you know, uh, enough budget to hire a designer. And even if you do hire a designer or you have one on your team, if you don't have the tools to judge the work that they're doing for you, you don't know what they're producing. Mm-hmm. So you, you can count on what they're telling you, but do they know, you know, for a fact what it is that they're telling you to do? So it goes really deep. And when you as an agency owner or a freelancer, um, if you don't, if again, it goes to confidence. If you're not confident that what you are getting from your teams or from yourself, how can you be confident conveying it to the client? Right. So, you know, I, I do understand. And people, you know, it's not their fault because no one ever showed them how to do things the right way. <laughs> right. I mean, when I know... And, and that's why, that's why like I created Feast, right? And, and it sounds like very similar why you created design class is that when we were first starting out, there was nobody out there that would teach us these things unless we went to like some night class at university on business. Like it wasn't related to design, graphic design or web development or anything of that nature. It was like, you kind of had to, we had to essentially sift through the weeds to try to figure this stuff out ourselves. Um, and you know, that's why, that, that's why I was super excited to talk with you today because, you know, like to come across in a way where, you know, like it's a genuine way in which, you know, you come to the community and contribute. Right. And so, you know, you could see that, while there's plenty of gurus out there on like Instagram with their pictures of on their yacht and oh, yes. their Ferraris. <laughs> and, you know, they say, Hey, we'll get you a million dollars by working only three hours this week and things like, I'm like, it doesn't work like that. No. You got to put the work in. And, and yes. for me, and, and, you know, it sounds like from you as well, like, I know that it comes from a place of, of good inside you to like say, Hey, I want to be able to help you get to where you want to go because I know where you want to go. Yes. And and you didn't start this business because you wanted more headaches, you wanted to work <laughs> more, you wanted, you know, oh, like, the sleepless nights. Yes. Right, right. <laughs> We've all been there. So, I'm very grateful that you shared that with us today. You know, and um I didn't wake up one morning and say, "Well, I'm just going to create a course." I just found myself answering the same questions over and over. Um, And then I said, um, actually, (laughs) I I was encouraged to just put it all in a course. And at first I'm like, you know, why would someone (laughs) want to learn from me? Uh, Because I didn't really understand the value of it. But um, I get so many emails and private messages and, you know, texts from people. And they're like, you know, this, what you're teaching me is changing how I work and it's changing my business. And I'm proud of the sites that I'm building now. And I feel like I can charge more. And, you know, I have one of my students who was completely 
embarrassed uh, presenting any work. And he's like, whenever someone asks to see my portfolio, I stop the conversation. So I don't book any clients because I'm ashamed. And he came back to me, I think it was like a month ago and actually posted on Facebook and said, you know, I just managed to book a project with a million dollar company. And it's because I'm confident in what I can offer because, you know, we are not just designers or developers or digital marketers or we are everything. We need to understand business and we need to understand marketing. We need to understand social media and we need to understand web design and uh, web development and, you know, SEO. It's all kind of, you know, a thing that comes together. So we can't really put ourselves in the corner and put blinders on and say, I don't need to know design. I'm just a developer. I don't need to know SEO. I'm just a designer. It doesn't work like that. Yeah. And it's funny. That's the mentality that I had when I worked full-time. Yes. (laughs) Which that's easy to, when you work full-time. Right. Because there's other people on the team and say, oh, that's, that's Ed's work. He's a graphic designer. I don't deal with that stuff. Uh, But it's funny because even if that isn't what you do, right? Like I'm a developer and that's, that's what I do. That's the, the services that I offer to clients is development. Um, but I know enough about design. I know enough about marketing. Now, obviously part of my service is email marketing. Mm-hmm. So I, I obviously have a depth of knowledge there as well, but like marketing in general between paid ads and media ads and those sort of things. And I know who to talk to, to bring what I don't know to the conversation if it's needed. Right. And so while your services, you really want to hone in on providing good services and really, you know, 110% on that side, you do. You need to know all of the other pieces of the game because it's that whole solution that you are bringing to your client in the end anyway. And you can just have these conversations. And, you know, I get asked all the time, like, should I be doing Facebook ads or should I be doing AdWords? And maybe, I don't know, <laughs> like, like, let's have this conversation a little bit and, and dive a little bit into it and then come to the conversation to say, okay, if this is what we're going to do, how does that affect the current work that we're working on? Right. Right. And, and does it shift the timeline? Does it shift priorities? Does it shift the budget? Mm-hmm. Right. And you have to come to the table with that because one, they're not expecting you to do everything for the same price. Of course, <laughs> they shouldn't. <laughs> right. Right. But, but for two is if you don't say anything about it, they're not going to say anything either. They don't know. They really don't know. But but that's why the whole discovery phase is so important. Because if you don't understand, you know, what the end result should be, you can't bring solutions. Right. And you can say, well, you know, in order to reach this specific target audience, we need to put in Facebook ads or we need to go to Instagram or Pinterest or we need to do, you know, this or that, you know, um, email marketing uh, funnels. If you don't understand that, how can you offer it? Right. You know, but also if you don't understand how to do this piece of the puzzle, because it's all a puzzle that has to fit together. If you don't understand the design, if you don't understand the branding, if you don't understand how everything kind of, you know, it's a symphony um, Mm -hmm. coming together. If you don't understand how each part plays into the whole picture, you can't really see the whole picture for the client. And they definitely can't because it's not 
their expertise. You know, they run a dry cleaning. They don't understand. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> they can clean your suit, but they're not going to put themselves exactly, online. Exactly. Yeah. But you, do you ask me how to dry clean a suit? I don't know, but that's right. why I go to them. Um, exactly. So it's the same. It's the same thing. And design is such an important part of each and every aspect of what we do for client. You know, we as consumer are really spoiled. We are used to seeing things that are so well designed that they kind of compel us to go through the process of checking them out. Mm -hmm. uh, just as much as when things are not designed, right? It turns us off, we move somewhere else. We're not going to stay somewhere on a site, for example, or a social media channel that does not help us navigate through the information easily and quickly. It has to be very simple. If we have to spend time understanding what you're trying to say, we don't have time for this. We don't have patience for this. We're going to go somewhere else. Right. So it's kind of a whole, you know, all the pieces have to fit together. And I think if you understand the design part, maybe you won't be the one, you know, continuously picking out the colors, but you understand the process so you can supervise it. And when your team knows, you know, this is how we start and this is the end result, and, you know, there's a process and there are tools that we have to go through for each phase of the project, then you as, you know, the team leader or, you know, the agency um, owner, you can go and live your life and you can travel and you can be with your family and you can go after more business, you know, whatever it is that you want, because you don't need to babysit each and every project. Right. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's the life, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it's a lot because, you know, it can help you grow your personal life or grow your business or have a lot more peace of mind and sanity, which you and mm -hmm. I know are <laughs> easy to lose um, yes. in, in this business. But it all comes down to, do I know what is the next step? Right. Am I, am I confident? Yes. And share that. Share your process. Absolutely. You know, I have um, quite a few uh, people who are ex really experienced um, agency owners who've been doing this for years and years and years, 10, 15 years, and they're in my course and they come back to me and they said, for the first time, I actually have everything outlined <laughs> where I can actually turn my back and know that everything is going to be done the right way. And if one of the team members leave and another one steps in, you know, they know where to continue. Because it's very clear where the person before left off. Absolutely. That's awesome. So, you know, think of all the money um, that you save um, all the time, all the frustrations. Um, I think it's, it's, again, we kind of underestimate the importance of really understanding and having a process in place for everything that we do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, like you said, at the top, it's that confidence that, that you know that you're coming to the table with because you're confident that the work is going to get done in the proper way it needs to get done. Yes. Um, and that's going to rub off on your leads and your clients. Oh, absolutely. And ultimately be able to charge what you want. And, and you know, clients feel that right away. Yes, absolutely. And, and when they don't argue with you about your prices because they feel that you're confident. But if you're not confident, in yourself, why would someone else trust you? Mm -hmm. Well said. 
Awesome. Well, this has been fantastic. Obviously, we'll link everything up in the show notes, designclass.io, um, and everything that we mentioned here, Facebook and all the rest of it, we'll link up in the show notes. But where can people reach out and say thanks? Uh, well, you can, um, everyone can, is welcome to join uh, my Facebook group. It's called the Web Design and Branding Community, uh, growing every day, and I love it. <laughs> I spend a lot of time in it. Uh, I share a lot of resources, and people share their designs, and, you know, we critique each other. It's, uh, it's an amazing group that I love. Um, but, you know, everyone can please feel free to reach out to me via Facebook or email uh, more at flixframe.com, F-L-I-X-F-R-A-M-E.com. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Awesome. We'll link up all of those in the show notes, obviously. more. thank you for coming on and sharing your experience with us today. Do appreciate it. And I know the listeners do as well. Thank you for having me. It's been amazing. And for everyone listening, until next time, it's your time to live in the feast. If you enjoyed today's episode, I could speak for both Moore and myself by saying that we'd love to hear the one takeaway that you got from this episode. It's super simple. In the podcast app of your choice, presumably this one that you are listening to right now, drop in a comment or a review, or go ahead and share it in a tweet and tag me at Rez on Twitter. Hit that subscribe button as well so that you'll be the first to listen in next week when we have a great episode with Alex McClafferty, CEO, coach, and co-founder of WP Curve there's anyone who knows the value of pricing and how to scale it, it's him. And we'll dive deep into that. Until then, it's your time to live in the feast. Mm-hmm.